Blog Talk Radio.
and uh, mm-hmm. you know things just start breaking and things go wrong mm-hmm. and communication messes up and uh, so I looked it up last night I was just curious you know I don't follow it or anything like that but I'm just it's kind of just interesting how um, after the pattern of things I've seen happening in the last uh, last few days, I was like, I just jokingly said to uh, my business partner, Laura, I said, uh, gee, I wonder if Mercury Retrograde started. So I looked it up, and it's like in the beginning, like pre-shadow phases or something like that, they call it. Oh, so, yeah, maybe. It's December 13th. I just Googled it. It says, around December yeah. 13th with Mercury, your ruling planet going retrograde, you'll be practically to reevaluate your hobbies or creative pursuits. <laughs> yeah. There are some people that are really, really big on that. Like, they won't sign contracts. They won't do anything during Mercury retrograde. Interesting stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pattern watcher, oh, and I do are... see patterns, and I, I know there's a lot of truth mm-hmm. to a lot of this stuff. But, again, you don't let it rule your life. You don't let it – at least I don't. You know, I, I like – regard. I, I'm not going to change my schedule or – do anything differently i'm going to just plow through it and uh, believe in in what i believe which is much higher than mercury retrograde so not worried about it exactly exactly thank you very much for saying that because that's true but um yeah it you know i mean there's a lot of people that are into that and into the energy work and all that and and there's nothing wrong with that you know but i think that some things can be clearly taken overboard you know like thinking that vaccines are safe <laughs> and that they're going to save you. So, yeah, that's one uh, thing that's way uh, overboard uh, because, yeah, because the science does not show that. It's a big, there's such a lie. Um, I have so much stuff on my website that actually shows that uh, vaccines were, you know, the, the diseases to treat certain vaccines were introduced after the certain diseases had decreased dramatically. I know a lot of your audience would know this already. Um but, you know, I would love for people to share this information just to show the scam that's been brought over on people. The disease has declined, and then they introduced the vaccine after the mm-hmm. decline. This is not me making this up. This is statistically what happened, plainly what happened, and just right in front of your eyes. And then they took credit for eradicating the disease. So, mm-hmm. Well, yep. obviously, you know, there's a lot going on, but I do save stuff, you know, throughout the week. Um, not as much stuff this week. I didn't have time for a whole crap load of it, but um, I sent some things to myself in Telegram so that I don't, you know, forget about them. And they were talking about the CDC, I guess, had this secret meeting in, in Simpsonwood, and they're trying to cover up the vaccine mercury dangers. And there's 1,135% increase in autism. That's astronomical. So, no, I think back in, like, the 60s, 70s, it used to be, like, 1 in 500,000, some really, really high number. And now it's, like, 1 in 74 of these kids that yeah. are either on the spectrum or autistic. Um, maybe we should start doing the connection there because the only thing that's really changed – since, you know, the 60s, I think there was like four or five vaccines that were given. And now it's 72 by the time they're 18. So, I mean, hello. People do, yeah, and I know for me it's a very personal thing for me because I – what's that? No, no, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. No, for me, it's a very personal thing because I had those symptoms. I had the anxiety. I couldn't focus. I had hyperactivity. I had insomnia. I had tinnitus. I had my hair started falling out. I had fatigue and digestive issues and all this stuff that's associated with autism. You know, even the focus, the emotional issues, the hyper-emotional, you know, the hyperactivity was terrible. I had worked so hard to keep it under control, and it all vanished when I had my fillings taken out, and then it started coming back when they started spraying chemtrails, which is how I knew that chemtrails had mercury in them. So if you haven't heard that, I know I say that every week, but for those who haven't heard that, I mean, I know that these symptoms are associated with mercury because my symptoms went away 85% overnight, and three months later, after my, merc- after my filling removal, they were completely gone. But now it's, now it's impossible to fully recover from mercury because you're breathing it every day. So that's why people aren't making that connection anymore. But back in my day, I know other people who had their fillings out and had complete 100% miraculous recoveries just like me. So, yeah, Yeah. no surprise here. No surprise. And and like you said, yeah, like I said, they put it in the vaccine. So they're giving these newborns a shot of mercury, basically, you know, when they're hours old. And, you know, the the body is not designed tolerate that that's not the way the body was designed so crazy stuff. well yeah and no, and no no that's crazy. not science to people for people who don't realize this i want you to just sit down for a quiet five minutes and say what we've known about the toxicity of mercury for decades for centuries i mean it's the world's most toxic non-radioactive substance is generally how it's regarded that's how bad it is what Scientists mm-hmm. would ever have put it in the human body, either fillings or vaccines. It's not science. This is this is Machiavellian business model to make people sick and then profit from uh, the sicknesses that they induce. It's that simple. That is literally what they have done. So, terrible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep, there's a lot more money in sickness than wellness, and I say that all the time. You know, a lot more money in sickness than wellness. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to fade early tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Beautiful sunny day, right? Beautiful sunny day. Uh, except it's dark at 430. Oh, my God. Crazy. I was like, I don't need it to oh, be dark at 430. I don't need it to be light at 10 p.m., but I don't need it to be dark at 430 either. I like you know, when it's, it's like light at 10 p.m. 5 o'clock I, I, rolls I around, you and you're like, okay, I'm ready for bed. Wait a minute. It's 5 o'clock. You be ready for bed, <laughs> you know? Yeah, when I moved to Maine, I had to get used to that. I mean, in the summertime, being light, I mean, till 10, 1030 at night, it was so wild, just wild. And being, and it starts getting light at 430, the sun starts peeking up and the sky starts getting light. Um, yeah. It's just bizarre based on that. But it's cool. I like the light, man. I like it be day all day, all day and all night. Let it be day all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I would. I stayed in, um, not Edmonton, I think Vancouver, whatever, wherever is real high up in Canada. It's one of the two because I've been to both, and I always confuse where I went. For um, I went for some raw foods and, and water fasting training there, which I don't recommend water fasting unless you're very – but um, it was – it had to be Edmonton. Um, it was literally light at like 1 in the morning. When I went, it was like a really weird time of year where they have like 20 hours of daylight or something. And I was, I was trying to put black curtains over my windows because I, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, it's, what is it? it's like the middle of the day and it's 1 a.m. 
I mean, that week I was so sleep deprived because it was just weird. Yeah, you know, I couldn't live in Alaska. I just don't. I don't like that. You know, I just that, that's not my gig. So, I mean, I don't mind it being light. You know, until eight o'clock. But when you're getting into it being light at, you know, eleven or twelve o'clock, that's crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take some good Anyway, I'm not, sure how we got on. I'm not even sure how we got on this. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Blame me. You know, Blame I me. Got, My fault, you. probably. Yeah, I read it to you that I got a new phone, and I'm so afraid to touch this thing because the screen is so sensitive that most time I'm jotted off into some area that I don't even know where I, how I got there. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to hang up on us. At some point, I may hang up on us. So if that happens, just call back in. And that would include the callers that are on the switchboard. Guys, if you want to talk, you have to hit one to raise your hand. Um, otherwise, I'll just assume that you're listening. So, uh, so, Russ, I think you were talking about opening up some kind of chat um, for the show. So tell me about how far you got with that and tell our listeners, too, what you plan on doing with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually up right now. I did it today. Um, I'm a web guy. I'm a programmer. I'm a computer guy, so I threw it up today. Um, Globalskywatch.net. Globalskywatch.net. There's a live chat there right now. And if you want to jump on and uh, ask questions, participate in the conversation, I am there monitoring it, so we'd love to hear from you. Um, if that's okay, I know I don't know if we've cleared it with the network yet, but uh, you tell me, you know, whatever. whatever yeah, we that's can do. okay. I think it's all right for okay, right now yeah. because the one that the one that we use on the switchboard, it's not, you know, it's not super high tech, but there is one there, you know, for um, for people to use. But I don't think it's real active, so that would be cool if we could get some people to to chat while we're doing that. Um, Speaking of computer stuff, I have a whole bunch of stuff I run a roll off of you, but obviously we weren't going to do it on the radio show. But I'm just going to plant that seed so you <laughs> we know. We should have a computer show. People can ask questions. Yeah, well, on your end, I guess if we have a nutrition show, then they could ask, you know, the questions on my end there. So anyway, um, so we'll, we'll kind of move on to, you know, what people kind of like in the beginning of the show, and that's talking about current events. Um, let's see. Oh, so we um, we are sending another 175 million. Yes, you heard that right. 175 million dollars in weapons to Ukraine. So they're getting more over there. In the meantime, it cost me uh, nine dollars for a watermelon today. Well, it was wow, prices are skyrocketing. So that's nice. Yeah, food prices. It's crazy. You know, and, and it's not even organic. You know, but I I yeah. crave that watermelon. So, you know, it's not like I'm going out and buying cigarettes or weed or uh, white shit food. So I'm going to get a watermelon if I want one. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it's going to go. So speaking of food, <laughs> um, the children, this is a disturbing thing. The Children's Health Defense came out uh, with an article today. And they said the label on meat... Uh, uh, that says a product of the USA, the label will say a product of USA, but it probably came from somewhere else. And they're talking about grass-fed beef here. So you're seeing that grass-fed beef, that's great, but they're saying 85% of the grass beef 
um, in the U.S. is not actually raised in the U.S., even though they're saying that it's a product of the U.S. So uh, you think you're doing yourself a favor by getting grass-fed beef? Again, and I say it every week, buy organic. Even if you're not getting organic, who knows, maybe we're not. You know, maybe they're giving us miRNA shots in, in, in our food and organic, too. Who knows? But seriously, Yeah, well, a lot of people, you, know, you know, there was a study that came out a couple of years ago. Mike Adams talked about this, is that they they did a, a, a pretty big study, and it turned out that about 50% of the food that's claimed to be organic and sold in the, uh, the supermarkets as organic in the United States is actually not organic at all. They just lie. Oh, great. That's great. Yep, it didn't right, get brilliant. much airtime, yeah. though. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's very hard to trust the food supply, but I'll still buy organic, whatever. That, Absolutely. I'm just going to Absolutely. do that because, well, you know, whether or not it is or not, I don't want to know. Um, so what they're saying in this article is raising grass-fed beef in Australia uh, is about 59 cents a pound. Raising it in the U.S., is about a dollar fifty-five a pound for large producers, and four dollars and twenty-six cents per pound for a small farm. So that being said, um, if it's coming from Australia, I sure as shit don't want it because they are so half backwards there. I mean, they were locking their people up for not having jabs. They were like just as bad as China, and I know for a fact that they were injecting their meats over there. With uh, with a whole bunch of crap, you know. Thank God for Telegram that you can see that stuff. So, I would be very leery about, um, you know, what you're buying. And, and again, this could just be the push to say, oh, you can't trust meat now. So now you're just going to have to eat our bugs, our crickets, and our impossible meat. Oh, okay. Off that soapbox. Oh, no. Oh, no. So there's this app. It's kind of interesting. And speaking of bugs, um, and it's called, and you can download it on, on, uh, I downloaded it on Samsung. I'm sure that it's probably on Apple, too. But it's an insect scanner, and it's called Insectin, I-N-S-E-K-T-E-N, scanner, I-N-S-E-K-T-E-N. And you can scan foods, and it'll tell you if there's any bugs in there. I wonder how that works. I always like to know what the technology is to know whether or not I should trust it. So that's interesting. I'd like to know how they actually do that. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. But I I scan things, and so far, obviously, it's been mostly organic stuff. I should have just taken it to a regular supermarket and started scanning things. But um, like Tyson, I'd like to stick it in Tyson and see what comes up. But I never buy that kind of stuff, so I don't really even go to look at it um, because it's just junk. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I don't know where I even found this. I think somebody sent it to me. But uh, who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh yeah, it's amazing. The food, so they're destroying the food supply. They're destroying agriculture in the United States. This is all part of the big plan. 
For those who don't know, whistleblowers have come out for the past many decades explaining what the long-term plan for the U.S. is, and this is it. This is not surprising me whatsoever. This is something I was just waiting, not, not, not wanting to happen, but I knew it was coming, and here it is. So it's been a long-term plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad, and, and it's pretty sad, honestly, to, to see what uh, what's going on. And, and, and even though the supermarket shelves look like they're full, they're really not because they've got like four or five rows of the same thing. And they, I was so mad because I love these. They're called Brad's chips, and they're like a raw dehydrated chip. They're like a veggie chip. They put kale and cashews and a whole bunch of stuff in there. And I like to have them with almond butter. And now they discontinued them. I'm like, damn it, every time, you know. It's like, what am I going to use now? Now i got to stick to regular boring flax crackers, which, you know, is okay. But what I'm saying is that these, and it's a, it was a small company. And a lot of these small companies, they just can't stay afloat anymore because the operating costs are too much with all the other costs. Yeah, and that's a product of regulation, and that's part of it anyway, is that uh, these regulators make it so hard. I own a small business, and, I mean, it is hard. It is hard. This is why over 50% of businesses, at least this was uh, 20 years ago, failed in the first couple of years, small business. Yeah. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the marriage rate. So, yeah, they, they make it hard intentionally. Why? Because they're, biz- big, they're big businessmen, and they don't want small business interfering with their profits. Pretty simple. No. Pretty simple. No, and, and, and even when you go back on early COVID, you know, my girlfriend that owns a hair salon, she couldn't keep that open for one person, but you could go into Walmart, no problem with, you know, 500 other people. So it's like, yeah, okay, you know, we knew what they right. were doing. Yeah, they were doing everything it's they like, can. Don't tell me, don't. Yeah, and there's so many businesses, so many boarded-up businesses, you know, everywhere. So it's just kind of sad. Well, we shall yeah, see, but <laughs> I laugh with mainstream media. Today they came out with something just so stupid. Some of the stuff that they come out on mainstream media is just beyond I, I wonder how people make it through the day without jumping off a cliff. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm far from it. But some of the stuff that these people believe, so they came out, the Sun came out with, which is far leftist paper, came out with an uh, article today saying, a chilling find, the common cold can trigger a killer blood clot disorder. Scientists discover for the first time. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You already know what's causing the killer blood clot disorders. But they come out and they they say the common cold can trigger it. Come on. So can petting your cat or kissing your dog, too. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They will hide it. I mean, I guess the common cold is going to give you cancer too. So, but they they will come out with any kind of puffing propaganda that they can't. Blood clots from a cold. Oh my God, I just cannot. 
Yeah, we know where the blood clots are really coming from. And, and uh, by the way, talking about the common cold, they're, uh, they hit us with biologic chem. In fact, we're getting hit so bad right now when between my talking, I'm holding a, a wet mask over my face because the air is almost unbreathable. It is so bad here right now. But they hit us with biologics today. So usually around the holidays as we approach Christmas, um, when people have more and more gathering, uh, we're going to have more biologics. And interestingly enough, I actually had a friend of mine, I had a good conversation with him quite a while back, but he's a Facebook friend, but we, uh, we connected up. And uh, they had, uh, he works in the school system, and he can actually mm-hmm. smell and taste chemtrails like I can. And he had, they had 10 children at the, the, in the same day go, go, I'm trying to look for his post right now. Oh, I know where it is. Um, uh, go home uh, vomiting and with, uh, you know, feeling, having some kind of illness, um, all, you know, all virtually at the same time. Let me see. I found his thing. Here, here's what he wrote. He says it's level 12 here in Indiana. He's in Indiana. They like the Midwest, uh, by the way. There's, there's so much we could always talk about this. It's level 10 here in Indiana, work for a school system. Ten elementary kids in one class went home early in the morning vomiting and were sick. Bus drivers calling nurses out to their buses. I can smell the biologics in the air. And I, I can, too. This guy can, wow. too. We had a great conversation a while ago. It's worse than I've ever experienced. They are targeting the kids. And then he wrote a little later, uh, currently 4.04 uh, p.m. in Indiana, complete chemtrail cloud color coverage, and the smell of biologics is rising and, uh, rising steadily, quickly and steadily. So I, I've seen the same thing where I had a friend who worked in um, Alabama for the state, and there was, there was heart attacks during a really, really bad spraying. This was uh, several years ago. Four people had, they called an ambulance four times for the same office, state office in Alabama. People had heart problems. Totally unrelated to each other. You know, no reason this should all happen at the same time. But we know the reason it happens at the same mm-hmm. time is because some people are more sensitive mm-hmm. than others, and if they have inflammation or problems and reactions to this, then you have clusters of symptoms that happen. And uh, so I hear, I hear from people who see this happen. This is really happening, folks. If you don't believe it or you're skeptical, this is happening, and people are suffering. Just because you might be lucky and you don't smell it or you don't suffer from it, doesn't mean it's not happening, and it doesn't mean that it's still not affecting your body over the long term. It really is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, and I think we talked about this the other day when we were talking on the phone about, especially the last couple of years, you know, they put in that 5G and, you know, and the, the amount of stress that people have been under, is, you know, all this stuff is contributing factors as to why uh, everybody feels like they eat nails all the time, you know, and, it, and it's the truth. You know, people go, oh, just get some sleep. Well, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I yeah, just wish I, more people I, would make the connection. Yeah, absolutely. I wish everybody could smell and taste it. I tried to get everybody uh, – I had some people contact me and saying that they would, but if you – take a wet washcloth and you put a couple drops of peppermint oil you can start with one you know don't you don't want to make it too strong because peppermint oil is strong fold it over in quarters wet the washcloth wring it out about two-thirds or three-quarters of the way a couple drops of peppermint oil put it over your mouth the peppermint oil will start to bind to the petroleum product uh, i believe it's a petroleum-based product in my opinion we don't really know uh 
but it, it, that's what it appears to be. It smells like model cement. The washcloth will begin to smell like burnt plastic, burnt rubber, and model cement so strong. That's what we're getting hit with right now that even people who don't smell this in the air like I do, I've actually had them, you know, people close to me, they would smell the washcloth that I've been using holding over my face for a little while with my wet mask on. And without me even prompting them, they go, oh, my God, one person say, oh, my gosh, it smells like burnt rubber. I'm like, yes, that is what is in the air. Mm-hmm. So when you mm-hmm. concentrate the odor, because obviously they take the odor out of these things, but when you have something that collects that for a little while, the odor increases. And, of course, then I change the washcloth when it gets strong with an odor. But this allows people who don't have hypersensitive senses of smell to actually smell the stuff that they're breathing in the air, which smells like model cement and burnt plastic. Mm-hmm. So I hope anybody mm-hmm. will try it or, or email me. I'll show you what to do. Or, um, But I would love people to try it yeah, so they can and actually then- see they're breathing this. And it's interesting that you were talking about the burnt plastic type of smell because when they had those, well, planned, I'm going to say planned, uh, fires over the summer, you know, which we all know there was that, that was a direct energy weapon hit. There's no way if you look at the maps on that, but we could talk about that part another time. But when people were saying that that's what it smelled like was burnt rubber and burnt plastic, you know, in the air. So they were probably spraying yeah. us to death and people were blaming it on the fires, just saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There were, it was all over mainstream news. I don't even know. Let me see. Let me see. If, tell me if you can hear this audio. Let me see if it comes over here. Hearing from viewers about the smell of plastic in the air, meteorologists say that can happen when smoke is hanging in the air. And it's- can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, can hear it. Okay. Well, I have a collection of news article on, of a news videos and articles when the Canadian wildfires were happening that people all over the United States were saying they could smell burnt plastic. And what I want to tell people, I wrote an mm-hmm. article about it on Global Skywatch, that this smell of burnt plastic was very, very intense, but it was exactly, precisely the same smell of burnt plastic mixed with model cement. It was the same thing. It was just stronger so that a lot more people could smell it during that time. And they were using, obviously, using the Canadian wildfires as an excuse, saying, oh, well, this is what it is. And they said that's, that's the, when the smoke hang, hangs in the air and interacts with the sun, it can smell like plastic. No, it doesn't. We already yeah. know that there are tons and tons of plastics in the atmosphere, and scientists are scratching their heads, wondering where it's coming from, trying to blame the public or some kind of industry for it. It's like... No, no, no. These plastics are, we know where they're coming from. There's, it's coming in plume after plume after these jets leave these plumes over my house. This is when I smell it. And so, you know, I want to scream this. I want to go outside and tell people. And so I'm doing this show with you co-hosting. And I try not to talk too much because I, I could go on and on about it. But it's just, this is what you're breathing. They're putting this plastic. They, I think what they do is they release it in a solvent. That's why the scent of model cement, there's a solvent that they distribute it as an aerosol. They aerosolize it, they distribute it, and then when people breathe it, your body will metabolize the, um, uh, the, the solvent part of it, you know, the petroleum solvent. And then what's left is just plastic, and then some people start showing symptoms of Morgellons. You know, you start having plastic oh, fibers yeah. that come out of your skin. 
And people are like, where is this coming from? Well, could it have anything to do with the fact that the air smells like burnt plastic and a solvent together? They're always, always, always from the beginning. 2014, I believe, was the first year they started using this. Now, that's, they were using other solvents and stuff earlier, you know, so there was more gallons before this. But this particular type, they just keep making them stronger and stronger. And this particular type started in, I believe, 2014, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I do. So let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. I wish, oh, I wish the world could smell what I'm smelling right now, man. It is absolutely horrible right here right now. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So anyway, we, we're going to a commercial. So we're going to do our first commercial and come back, and then we'll get into some more headlines and, and, and stuff. All right? You ready for commercial? All right. All right. Delivering the truth in New York State and beyond. I'm Diana and Russ. We're going to our first commercial break. We'll be back in about four minutes, guys. Hang tight. I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Please check out the Proof Negative Radio Show, Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, that is 6 to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, with excellent co-host, outstanding guests, and lots of great conversation. We can even take your calls. 
The number is 319-527-6208, and just press lucky number one, and you will be on the Proof Negative radio show. Hello, Russ. Hello, hello. We're back. There we are. We're back. Oh, my gosh. We're so mellow tonight, aren't we? Well, I could fire up if I wanted to. I'm... I, I am a little mellow, but I could I could start thinking about things that get me wild, wild uh, fired up. But you know, it is what it is. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds that sounds good. No, um, <laughs> I, I, my friend Steve, he um, he sent me a message today, and he said, I listened to the show from last week. He said you guys are hilarious. He says, but I learned some things that I really didn't want to know. And I says, well, that's good. It's a, it's good to start to go down the rabbit hole. You know, it's good to start to go down the rabbit hole a little bit and, and you know, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces for people that are not, you know, not everybody is as advanced as we are. And certainly not as advanced as you are. <laughs> Will you stop sending me emojis? Please, we're on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you did. You started it. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, I, I would love for people, I mean, you know, uh, people should not want to not know anything. Let me let me get all the double negatives out of there. People should want to know everything. You know, I think that yeah. I, I understand that truths are hard. Truth is hard. But let me tell you, living a lie is harder. It's kind of like people uh-huh. say, uh, uh, you know, healing is hard, but being sick is harder. Same thing with truth. Truth can be hard. But living a lie and not being prepared, not knowing what's happening, not knowing what's coming down the pipe uh, can be very, very hard. And I, I would love for anybody to come to globalskywatch.net if you want. Just to, All there is there is a chat room, a nice chat room. You can put some questions in. You can uh, chat with us or ask questions if you want or make some comments. I'd love to have you there. But, yes, um, come learn things you don't yeah, want we'll to know sure because one day you're going to wish you knew them. Yeah, we'll be sure we put that chat in the in the event page next week too. But um, you know, I'm starting to think about a, a different platform, like we were talking about with with the other people that are on the platform for the radio show. I think we're going to end up moving to possibly doing a Rumble thing where we'll be able to be live, which means that means I'm going to have to keep my makeup on. Well, I don't wear a lot of makeup, but I'll have to at least put my keep my earrings back in. Because typically by this time of the night, I'm like, hey, you know, it's kind of cool because you could, you know, put your hoodie on and, you know, nobody could see you. But it would be kind of fun to have have, uh, video, you know, because we would want people to tell us that we're beautiful, beautiful and handsome, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm shy just hearing that. I am already shy. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> on the event page, I did put a link to the chat in case anybody wants to do that. But yeah, that would be interesting. I actually have a Rumble channel, which I was going, I was playing before I uh, hooked up with you in the show here. I was actually uh, considering doing going back and doing Global Skywatch Radio again, like I did years ago, and doing Rumble. So I had an account there. I have an account there, and was going to consider doing that. So yeah, live video is much more captivating. So I think it'd be great, even yeah. though I don't like being on video. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. As long as I, you know, have clothes and 
earrings and lipstick on at least. <laughs> I'm trying to do anything pornographic, yes. Russ. Well, no, especially clothes. Let's. I'm not. I didn't sign up for that kind of show. Hey. <laughs> no, that, could be, that could get the ratings up, though. <laughs> oh my God. Oh okay, boy. We're, we'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> That's terrible. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it is. It. I, I was just thinking. I want to go back on the food thing for a second. You know, they they had this thing at one of the grocery stores I was at about rounding up your change uh, for something or something or something. I don't know what it was. And usually I'll do it at a pet store because it'll go to a local shelter, but I don't typically round up to anything because I don't trust where the money is going, okay? But uh, I think it's kind of funny how the grocery stores are asking us to donate, you know, to cancer research at checkout when, you know, 80 or 90% of the store is, is filled with cancer-causing food. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, what's ironic too is where the money goes. It's like a lot of, you know, all these big organizations, hey, run, jog, do this, you know, go to this event to raise money for cancer. Well, yeah, I know a lot of these oh, things I try know. to bring comfort to children, but wouldn't it be great to bring the, kind, bring the best comfort to children who are sick that you can is actually use the modalities that people are using to get rid of cancer? Wouldn't that be the best gift yeah. of all? But, no, they will never do that. Well, they will funnel that money to pharmaceutical research so they can line their pockets and keep people sick. It is evil, so incredibly evil what they're doing to people. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, there was this organization in Buffalo um, that, that I'm sure it's still there. Uh, it's called Roswell. And they, you know, they have, they have this big ride for Roswell every year where you raise money and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I had a friend that used to work for Roswell, and he had to leave because he, he worked in the research department. And he said, I literally can't work there anymore because knowing that there's cures for cancer and they will never release them. Well, of course not. What are they going to do, go out of business? I mean, come on. Come on. Cure, cures? Stop. There's cures for everything. Well, unless you've got a hole yeah. in your inner ear and the bone doesn't repair itself, there's not a cure for that unless you have surgery. Just saying. But, um, you know, the, the whole cancer thing, that's the biggest moneymaker for the pharmaceutical industry aside from vaccines, no doubt. Yeah. So. And, you know, the, the, and, and who the, knows? The Maybe is, they tell media. you you have cancer and you don't even have it, you know? They could even lie to you and say you got cancer and you don't even have it so that you can, uh, you know, go through chemo and radiation and have to, you know, feed their pockets. Who knows? I don't trust that type of medicine. Yeah, I've actually heard that from many people that I know. I've heard, I've heard a number of people who actually found out they didn't have cancer to begin with. They went through the treatments and, and got damaged from the treatments. But I actually know people very close to me, even family members, who actually um, had cancer. They probably had it for a long time. It was localized tumors. Never know, never knew, came up in a test here, there, or something. And what actually killed them was the, was the chemotherapy agent. Of course, this is not new news to people who are in the know. Um, one of them had mm-hmm. his liver destroyed. Uh, you know, this is I hear this over and over again, that the vast, and, and then they attribute it to cancer. It's the same thing they did with COVID. You know, they kill people with a cure or what is supposed to be the treatment. They kill people with the treatment, and then they make people more afraid of the disease, blaming what the, the treatment did uh, 
the, tr- the treatment is the one thing causing the, the problem, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so I know people that this has happened to, and, and uh, it's, it's, uh, again, it's a Machiavellian business model, but people know this. I mean, the people are in the know, and the, the biggest disease, I think possibly one of the biggest diseases we have today is that people don't want to know truth. You know, there's a thing called, there's a mm-hmm. phrase called willfully ignorant. I don't know how far you ever want to get into spiritual things, but willfully ignorant. People, uh, people in this time, so many want to be ignorant of the truth because it is difficult. They think it's easier to live a lie. Well, for the short term it is. For the long term it's not. It's much worse in the long term. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the things that they are doing are just horrible. And, and people need mm-hmm. to not, not not be willfully ignorant. Did you hear this too? Uh, Texas is suing Pfizer. Yes. Karen Kingston. I didn't see that. Yeah, Karen Kingston has come out with some great articles. She's been I'm following her for a long time. Her work. Uh, she has come to the conclusion, along with some other legal experts, that Pfizer is not immune from being sued. They are liable for the damage that's been caused. All this rhetoric saying that they're protected under EUA, emergency use authorization, is a lie. It's not true. Yeah, um, under, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is where on earth, you know, you've got a product so safe and so effective that you have to have special laws that tell the public that you can't, if you're harmed by it, you can't be uh, recompensed in some way. Um, interesting yeah. concept. Well, I mean, Ronald Reagan signed that back in 1986, 86. 486, whatever it was, that you couldn't sue the vaccine companies for uh, any liability. He was the one who signed that bill in. And that was, that was decades ago. So, interesting yeah. stuff. Oh, good. I hope it goes somewhere. But there's, Texas has got a lot going on, especially all the illegal ones. What happened? Yeah, yeah, Texas going after big. A lot of people don't realize. I listened to Karen today, interviewed on Stu Peters, and actually she talked about um, how you know te- the, the the economy of Texas is bigger than some countries. Uh, bigger, she said it's bigger than Russia. Uh, would love to confirm that. Wow. Is the economy of Texas bigger than Russia? I don't know. Um, she mm-hmm. said that on the show, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd love to check that out. That that was surprising, but it's certainly bigger than some countries. But they're going after Pfizer with lots of money. We'll see. You know, I don't know if this is a show. I don't know if this is for real because I know a lot of these things are done to give people false hope because when people have false hope, then it demotivates them. And this is part of the psychology. And this is one thing you learn when you've been in this for a long time is that everything that they do has psychology wrapped around it to make you think that it's either not bad or that they're trying to help you in some way while in the, while what they're really doing is they're taking you know, one step forward and two steps backwards, and then they glamorize their one step forward, and then they hide the two steps backwards. That's what happens. Mm. Mm. Yep. So I wonder where this will go. It's interesting. You there? Yep, still here. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Your audio is kind of lost. It just got. It got just so quiet. Like, I was like, what happened to him? I thought maybe I hung up and I didn't even touch my phone. Oh, my so, gosh. Your um, audio just became so clear. Whatever you did, do it. Keep doing it. So much better. I didn't do anything. I don't understand what's going on. That's so strange. Oh, I yeah, didn't even move. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, because it'll sound like you've got a towel over your over your microphone, and then it'll kind of fade in, and then I'll hear you crystal clear like it's a regular phone call. I'm like, wow, that's really... 
really changing. I don't know. Yeah, what's well, going on. this is a new phone, so it better not be doing anything wrong. Well, it's better than your last phone. So, let I don't me tell know. you, a lot better. Yeah. Oh yeah, the last one was. Well, that was that was old on the first phone. Yeah. On the first yeah. phone. So um, I was talking with somebody today about the uh, earpods and the Apple earpods. You know, you see people wearing these Apple earpods all over the place, and they are pretty convenient, right? They're wireless. They come in your ears, and you can Bluetooth it to your phone or whatever. But what we were saying is it's almost like sticking your head in a microwave. I wonder what the long-term effects of the EMFs from these uh, earpods are going to be. Yeah. Well, there's been studies showing that cell phones cause cancer. Because the cell phone, this is, you know, my background is electronics. I have a degree in electronics, and I know something about this. Cell phones, the, the Bluetooth transmitters do put out RF. RF actually is a very specific meaning. It means it, it, it speaks to a particular band. But in common usage, it's much more broad. It just means the concept of electromagnetic waves in the, in the upper frequency band there, uh, you know, above your typical household EMF. So anyway, for those technical people out there, but anyway, the RF, generally speaking, RF um, causes cancer because it is a mutagen. It actually causes genetic mutations. It's kind of like what you're doing is on a microscopic level, on an atomic level, you're shaking your cells back and forth, and the more metal that you have in your cells, the more toxic metal or mercury or aluminum that you have, these things will vibrate with the electromagnetic waves. And this is what people need to realize. Think, and I've never heard it explained this way. And I was thinking today, how could I explain EMF to people and how it works with people? Because I've never heard anybody give, you know, like a really, really great explanation. Because they know it goes through walls, but it won't go through metal. But here's what it's like. Mm-hmm. If you picture your body kind of like steel wool, or you know what I mean? And air can go through steel wool, but there's some resistance, Right? The more dense metal you have in your steel wool, let's say, the more the EMF will be blocked by it. But when the EMF blocks it, that means it's reacting with it. So the more metal that you have in your body. So this is how electromagnetics travel. Like if you have a wall that's just drywall, the drywall doesn't have much metal. There's some metal in 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 certain drywalls, but um, it's not very resistant. So it's kind of like a screen that you would have on your window. So, and it's wind blowing through it. So there's a little bit of resistance, you know, but not much. So the EMF will be will be dropped a little bit through the wall, but not a mu- not much. And so it doesn't react with it with the wall very much. Um, if you have a piece of lead, well, air can't go through lead, and in the same way, EMF doesn't go through lead, the RF doesn't go through uh, lead. So it's kind of like. If you're mercury toxic or if you're metal toxic and you have more metal in your body, it's more like a your your steel wool is much finer. You have stuff in there that's providing more resistance or more it's it's actually reacting to and being moved and vibrated by the RF. So imagine a cell and you've got a little piece of metal in there and that metal is vibrating back and forth real fast. What's it doing? Destroying the nucleus breaking the wall down, causing all kinds of physical havoc. It's like being shaken to death on, the, on, a, on a microscopic, on a cellular level. So mm-hmm. the, less, yeah, the less metal you have in there in your body, the less, uh, the less you're going to have that particular phenomenon taking place. So that kind of gives you an idea just 
you think of yourself as like screening or steel wool, the more the more metal you have, the more dense it is. But that's how RF travels through stuff. And the more dense something is with metal, it's it's it it uh, it'll pass through it less and be more blocked. But it's more reactive to it. It'll induce currents actually in the metals as well. That's how transmitters work. Is they actually induce your your antenna is a metal. You have two antennas. One is emitting a wave, and one is picking it up. So it's from metal to metal transmission. That's how your chargers, your wireless chargers work. You actually have what's called an inductive mm -hmm. coil sitting on your desktop. And if you took an EMF meter, you'll see those things put, put out all kinds of EMF. Low, this is lower frequency electromagnetic waves. Because what it does is it takes a metal coil, you set your phone on it, and your phone has a metal coil, and that metal coil is on the base charger is pumping out EMF, and then the metal coil in your phone is picking it up and using it to charge. So, Interesting, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, and, I mean, we're energetic beings, so, and I, and I totally believe that, you know, and I feel like, you know, these EMFs and all this garbage and ear pods and what you were talking about just interferes with so much of our, you know, I just, I don't know, I just don't feel like we're, our conductivity is just totally off. You know, like I, for me, like I, at my house, I shut off the Wi-Fi at night because uh, I just, I could feel the difference. And I've always been like that. Um, even when I was a kid, I could feel that there was a TV on in the house and then not even in the room. So I'm, I'm really sensitive to that kind of stuff because I think I told you when I was driving by, we were on the phone. And I, and I told you I was driving by like this large, what did you call it, power station or something like that. And um, it's like could, I could yeah. feel the buzzing, literally. You know, and, and, and there's houses by these places. I'm like, oh, my God, these people are, you know, living right in the center of this crap. So. Yeah, I know exactly what you, you know, mean. I'm exactly where, the same where way. I am now, I'm more spread out. <laughs> Hmm? Yeah, same thing with me is when I would go under high power lines, like I would ride my bike sometimes under high power lines, and I could just feel it in my body. And what people will learn eventually is you'll start seeing patterns. I saw these patterns decades ago, and I try telling people, but it takes decades for the public uh, to catch on or, for the, or, or, or this stuff is just hidden from media because the implications are so damning to the, to the industries that are causing these problems. But anyway, um, uh, People who have high testosterone who are not detox, good detoxifiers are the ones who have mercury. That's why, you know, four to five autistic ch uh, kids are um, are male because these are the ones who don't detoxify mm -hmm. because high testosterone interferes with glutathione production. And we talked about that before. Well, these are the same kids that you will find out who are EMF sensitive. Why? Because of what I just said a minute ago, because these are the ones who have all of this metal toxicity that's being harbored in their body. Your body's protecting you from it by harboring it, but you're not able to get rid of it because of glutathione and other pathways are blocked because of elevated testosterone. So elevated testosterone, and it's really DHT because DHT, you know, there's a precursor, and DHT, is, uh, without going into all this, there's, there's a lot you could talk about with that, but... but uh, high testosterone people are the ones that you will most often find who are the EMF sensitive people. They're also the people who call themselves empaths. 
and this, I think, has a lot to do with the body chemistry that's actually changed by mercury. And I've written articles that talk about that mercury changes personalities. I know people who actually became, they got a red tattoo or they got fillings in their mouth and their friendships started to deteriorate. Why? Because their personality started changing. They started becoming uh, um, anger, angry or they started becoming obsessive. They started becoming picky. They started... All of these things, these are negative attributes. They became heightened, sens- very, very emotionally sensitive, and it would ruin their relationships. And I've watched this happen with people. And it's, it's so hard to convince people that your emotions are associated with toxicity. But I want people to think about it like this. People who do illegal drugs, why do they do them? Because it changes how they feel emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Well, toxic metals do exactly the same thing except in the negative direction. It completely changes your, how you feel, how you act. It changes your hormones. It changes your personality. It has a profound effect on the nation, and it has have a profound effect on the, on, on, uh, on the world. People just, it's so hard to convince people of that, though, because they, just, they think of emotions as some kind of ethereal thing. But emotions are largely biochemical. If you change your body's biochemistry, you feel different emotionally. That's how you translate that. Now, I'm not saying that's the only source of emotion, but that is probably the primary source that most people experience more of than any other kind. And, and the, you know, yeah. So, yeah, a lot to it. Yeah, so I guess that the, the new flu shot that's combined with that COVID shot, you know, they have the double whammy now where you can go in and get both at one time. I guess it's got 20, 25 micrograms MCG of mercury and dog kidney DNA. Yum. Sounds like a, sounds like a good concoction, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Um, People don't realize what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Um, statistically, people who have mercury-based vaccines are sicker. The statistics are in not only do they not help, they actually make you worse. Children, there's a test, uh, there, there have been uh, clinical trials that actually show, you know, with, with tens of thousands, I believe, of children sampled, 30,000 children were sampled in this one clinical study uh, that, that this, this large practice did, and it turned out that, Virtually none of the unvaccinated children had all of these problems that vaccinated children have. Asthma, chronic inflammation, behavioral problems, digestive problems, rashes, neurological problems, headache, um, memory, cognition problems. All of this stuff in the vaccinated group did not exist in the non-vaccinated group. This was a sample of about 30,000 people. Um, Mm -hmm. There making you sick with what they call medicine, and then they're selling you more medicine to make you sicker. This is the world we live in. I'm not saying all medicine is bad, but I'm saying as a general practice, this in the big picture is what's going on, especially with vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for the ingredients in, a, in one of the syringes, and they look at you like you're crazy. Or they give you that little sheet. You know, at the kids' well check, they give you a little sheet if you spike a fever. But how many parents actually ask for the insert? Ask for the actual real insert if you're taking your kid in for a vaccine. You're going to be really surprised. You know, and and people walk around with those band-aids on their triceps like it's some kind of, uh, 
you know, sexy symbol or something. Ooh, look at me. Look at me. Eh, whatever. So, um Yeah. I think I think the, one of the most attractive things about a person is intelligence, and someone who acquires mm. knowledge and applies it in their life and is intelligent. That is so attractive. That's a very attractive thing for many many people. If you if you are willfully ignorant and you don't learn and you go around wearing things like this as a badge of honor, I'm not trying to condemn anybody yep. in in terms of being mean or anything like this, but it's not attractive, folks. This is not beautiful. Nope. This is this is this is bad on so many levels. It's just not attractive. Yeah, well, there's some pretty stupid people out there that are intelligent too, but they have no common sense and they're dumb. <laughs> so there's other intelligent book smart people out there that are as dumb as rocks. And all they do is follow their little peons around, don't even have their own identity. So anyway, um what else do you got? I always have stuff. As far as yeah. Events, oh, what else? Maybe? Well, I mean, geez. I mean, we can. There's. I mean, we can talk about. I mean, did people know that Hamas is actually created by Israel? There's a big subject for you. I'm looking at CNN right now, just oh, to look at yeah. news stories. Um, and and mm-hmm. you have all this horrible stuff that Hamas is doing. But do you know it was created by the leaders of Israel, which are globalists. Again, you have the same concept. The globalists are creating the problems so that they can implement their own solutions and profit from them. They want to create they mm-hmm. create problems to bring about a certain result. And this is exactly what's going on with Hamas. And if people are listening to this and you don't know this, uh, listen to Dr. Shiva. You know, go to BitChute and look up Dr. Shiva. Listen to Dr. Shiva's interview with Mike Adams. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I don't believe everything that – I don't agree with everything Dr. Shiva says, but I think that he is a very smart person and a lot of – he's exposing a lot of things uh, that you won't hear on, in, main, in big media. Um, so anyway, these horrible things that are happening are happening because the globalists who, who are the leaders of Israel are actually doing it against the people of Israel. So it's a government mm-hmm. creating problems against, uh, that are harming their own people, um, and, and then what they're doing is they're able to uh, sell, buy weapons, sell weapons, and then uh, and then uh, bring about a result. You know, the problems are created to bring about a certain result. And if people start understanding that globalists work this way, this is the concept. You will look at news differently, because I sit here and look at CNN news. CNN is propaganda. I mean, just about everything on here is just there's truth here, but but it's it's and there's lies but it's all wrapped in certain uh, frame. It's framed in such a way to bring out a result, which ultimately is what propaganda is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a big subject. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's yeah. a lot going on over there that people have no idea, and, you know, they spew out their their nonsense, and they have no idea what they're talking about. What's the weather? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, the problem, I mean, if you want to cure the diseases in the world and you want to solve the world's problems, you need to get globals out, but, uh, out of positions of power. But what people don't realize yeah. is that these, uh, these young leaders and the global leaders, uh, training schools, they have been, and this, this is what um, the Canadian prime minister, he was one of them. 
And so many of these people, these young people coming up, going into politics, these are from training schools that were uh, formed by the globalists for this very purpose. What they do is they propagandize these young people. They give them all kinds of honor and all kinds of attention, and they make them feel important. They put them on television, and then they, they let them work their way up in business and in politics, and they just send thousands of these young people through these schools, and, and they've all become globalists by the time they're done with their training. You know, Soros Finance Training or Klaus Schwab, you know, the World Economic Forum, and all these young leaders, mm -hmm. uh, young global leaders that come up are brainwashed into thinking that globalism is the only answer for the world. So they actually believe this stuff. They, they are, yeah. They're so brainwashed into believe it that they won't even listen to the opposing ideas. And uh, mm -hmm. so they've actually turned it into a system of training these people and putting them in positions of power. And this is what, you know, the uh, Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, is one of them. Uh, there's several others. I don't recall their names right now, but there's a lot of people in high positions right now who went through these schools. And this was going out way back during the Clinton administration where there was a place called the President's School. A lot of people are not aware of this, but look it up, learn about it, where Clinton actually was, uh, was supporting – um, uh, this system of training young people into becoming globalists. And what would happen is because it was actually pretty harsh, they kind of refined their methods and learned how to make it more palatable to the young people. But it was so bad they were actually having suicides. And many of the children, something like over 50% of the children who would go and go away to this camp, this president's school that was supported by Clinton, when they came back, their, their parents didn't even know them, and they had disgust for their parents, and they looked at their parents as ignorant fools, and it just destroyed their relationship with their parents and their families. A lot of people don't know about this, but this is the kind of stuff that they're going on is they've been training these people for office to be in these positions of power. It's been going on for, for a long time, and the, and the people of the world are just living their lives not understanding what is going on, you know. Yeah, they still think that voting is going to fix things when we all know that the people are planted there. You know, they're planted there. So, which is why, you know, the one or two politicians that are the good guys, they rarely last. You know, if they if they don't, you know, turn on themselves and, you know, they love to eat their young. Let's put it that way. All of them. They're they're it's just so thick and twisted. And you know, you made a good point when we were talking on the phone the other day about the government was never meant to control us like this. They were meant to work for us, period. And it's so, people just rely on the government for everything, thinking that they're going to fix everything and blah, 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 and they're not going to do anything. They don't care about us, period. And, and I hated to hear that because I, I used to like some politicians you know what I mean? There might be one or two good ones still out there that, you know, but in the totality of things, they're, they're really, most of them are bought and paid for. Yeah, exactly. Most of them are about, the vast majority of them are bought and paid for. You, even your 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 uh, entertainers. This is one thing, like, people think of someone as, uh, as you know, they they think of someone like Dolly Parton. You know, they think she's really uh, yeah, yeah. innocuous here. She's, 
she's a really great gal and she was she was she actually had a big campaign i i hadn't heard anything from this is just an example of the entertainment industry because not only is this in politics but the entertainment industry is saturated with people of the like mind of the same mind some aren't there's a few coming out but not many most of them are not most of them are pushing the agenda so Dolly Parton actually, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything about, I haven't even heard her name for five or eight years or something. All of a sudden during the COVID thing, she came out and said, if you don't get vaccinated, you're chicken squat. That's exactly what she said. She had this whole campaign and it was in the news. It went around the world. Dolly Parton says, if you don't get mm-hmm. the vaccine, you're chicken squat. And, and, and squat is yeah. a word for another word. It's kind of a country way of saying another word. So you're chicken squat if you don't get vaccinated, right? And I said to everybody, I was on some talk shows during that time, and I told people, I said, you watch. I even made a post and in, uh, in, in, uh, included this in some articles. You watch that Dolly Parton, you're going to hear her name every month now. There, she has, she has paid, her, paid her homage to the globalists, and now she's going to be in the media. They're going to be puffing her up. They're going to be just... She's going to have specials. She's going to put an album. All this kind of stuff is going to go on. She's going to make all kinds of money and make appearances because she's done her little globalist uh, duty, you know, pushing this, this vaccine. Mm-hmm. So that's the way the world yeah. works. When, you're, when you go and you watch a movie and you see your favorite actor and actress, a large percentage of them, depending on which level they're at, are involved in the very same things that are hurting and harming you and your family in one way or another. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They don't get to those high positions unless they're part of part of that. So, yeah, you said I had brought this up about government. The other thing you said is about I brought up about, you know, the government works for us. Here, here's what here's the correct way of thinking about it in my opinion. I, I got to say in my opinion because I don't want to sound like I'm dogmatic, but I feel strongly about these things. I've been doing this a long time. And I'm not saying that to brag because I, I am humble as I can possibly be because that's the only way you learn. I want to learn. If somebody smarter than me comes in the room or more knowledgeable, because everybody knows stuff I don't know. I don't care what your job is or what you do. You know things I don't know. So my job is to sit down, shut up, and listen to you. So here's what I, well, my take on government, right? Government is the people. This was America. This is the great experiment, so to speak. This was what made America great is that the people are the government, period. That's it. The people we call government, those are your contractors that are contracted by you. The Constitution is the contract. They're contracted by you to carry out good uh, services for you. They're not the government. Those are your contractors. You people are the government. Are you doing your job? Are you actively involved? I have been involved in friendships where they say, you can't, we don't talk about politics. And I'm thinking, I, I understand mm-hmm. why, because I know it gets, it gets heated sometimes, but it's like, this is your job. We should be talking about, this is what we need to do. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. So, yeah, the people are the government, and those people are the contractors who are sitting in those high positions. Yep, that's true. It's true and it's sad yeah. all at the same time. But, yeah, it, and, you know, and that's the point of having the show and that's the point of, you know, there are some people that do need to take baby steps, and that's all right, you know. But it, the more you can learn, the better, seriously, because shit's getting real. 
Well, that's the thing. It's about protection. I mean, when we sit here and talk like this, we're not trying to condemn anybody. We're just trying to say, look, we want what you want. We want safety, peace, health, prosperity. It's just we know that the road to those things is not paved with ignorance. The road to destruction is paved with ignorance. If people don't become willing to learn truth and get involved and start acting like the government that they are, the people yeah. who are the government start acting like the government they are, we're headed for we're already headed for disaster. We're already at the eleventh hour here. And again, I'm not trying to be an alarmist, it's just it's the fact. It's the fact. Yeah. And all this, all this information that we're providing They've got bills in office right now that they're trying to pass, which will make what you and I are saying illegal, and they can incarcerate us for it. That's it. We're, we're yeah. at the last hour. Free speech is just about over. When you lose that, everything else will come immediately after. You will lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you give a cent to any politician, you know, from this day forward, you you deserve communism. You really do, because they, they ain't going to do nothing. As sad as it is, because I was all yeah. caught up. I was all caught up in that Trump thing at one time. Oh, Trump! You know he's gonna save us. I was all caught up in that. Pardon me, years ago, and uh, yeah, 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 not happening. Um, it's not happening. And when when Trump came forward, I had you know this was a very people started talking about politics that were around me you know, family members and stuff, and they started asking me questions. This is, you know, which which doesn't usually happen. And I told them, I said, there's a 50, and again, you know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to blow anybody's bubble. I don't want, I just want you to listen to what I'm saying. And you can, Dr. Sheeva explains this very, very well. You didn't know that, that Trump, Joe Rogan, um, many of these other people are actually uh, Ron Emanuel's um, brother who runs, the uh, the largest um, entertainment agency in the United States just purchased WWE, by the way. Okay, um, is the agency is the agency for Joe mm-hmm. Rogan? Okay, and people don't get this: is that these people? This is a hard concept to get across. Like like with Joe Rogan, for instance. Joe Rogan actually did a, a show that actually crushed chemtrails years ago, and I did a whole show on it at Global Skywatch Radio. He actually made us look like ridiculous, stupid fools. It was a ridiculous show. It was so propagandic. It was so evil, and, they, and it was just based in lies. They used every, every propaganda, and Joe Rogan did it. You know, he gladly hosted it and everything. So people are like, hey, Joe Rogan is, is having like, like I remember when he had um, Peter McCullough on, right, uh, you know, about yeah. the shots. And it was the biggest broadcast, 30 million, whatever, views or whatever in one day or when we, or whatever it was. It was, it was massive. And everybody's like, oh, man, look at what Joe Rogan is doing. And what I was trying to tell people is Joe Rogan is saying the stuff that Peter McCullough's already been talking about in, in alternative media for six months. This information's already out. And so what they do is they say, well, we're going to use our guy, Joe Rogan, who has done horrible things with the chemtrail movement, which is the, the worst thing you could possibly do to the public, worst thing you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. They're going to give credibility to him by go ahead and bring Peter McAuliffe and go ahead and put this information out there because it's already out there. 
So there's no more damage that can be done. But what they're going to gain is they're going to gain the ability for people to think that Joe Rogan is some kind of great truther, and it's going to make people follow mm-hmm. him so he's able to control the discussion. And it's like that's so hard for people to get because, like, whoa, he's exposed this, he's exposed that, he's exposed this, he's exposed that. And what I would say to people is, look, this and that and the other thing that he's been talking about, have they been fixed? No. Right. None of it's been fixed. None of it's better. Mm-hmm. Nothing is changing. And this is because those people who are controlling that radio broadcast and Joe Rogan himself, they know how this works. They know that they can uh-huh. leverage putting truth out to give credibility to the show, to Joe Rogan, and then he now controls a conversation. And you know what he'll never do? He'll never really expose chemtrails. He'll talk a little bit about this and a little bit about that, but he'll never really expose all the things that we're talking about. I was interviewed by mm-hmm. BBC. I was interviewed by CNN. I got a... a, a uh, an invitation from PBS, from Bornstein, who actually was making a documentary. They wanted me to appear in a documentary about chemtrails and, and other things. And when I did my interview with BBC, okay, I agreed to do it. And um, the article, I told him about the tests that have been done. And this is an example of what I'm saying. This is how they twist information and they leverage information oh, against yeah. the public. Um, and I'm, I apologize. I'm talking on and on. I know you're tired. Maybe I'm. Maybe I've taken up the slack a little bit. If you're if you're tired, but uh, I, no, I, I'm I know what it's like. Are you but... kidding? Nope, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> okay, Sony. My whole point about Joe Rogan is that is that they put truth out that's already being put out by alternative media everywhere, and then they focus on him, saying, "Oh, look at him! Look at him!" Everybody goes. All the truthers watch him and say, "Oh, they feel good." Somebody is speaking for us. Somebody's speaking for us. This is how it works. And then those people feel relieved emotionally, and they won't go do anything in the physical world. They won't actually get involved in politics. They won't go join a group. They won't go talk to their family or their neighbors because they're not angry anymore because Joe Rogan was up there telling them all the truth, and he's like, oh, good, something's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. It's like I said in the last yeah. show with, with uh, you know, I had family members who loved uh, – uh, you know, the Fox News, uh, uh, what was his name? Tucker uh, Carlson? No, the other one. Um, yeah, no. Well, yeah, Tucker's another one. If you've seen him, you should see clips of him. And, uh, well, that's a, boy, I could go on and on. But, but anyway, so what they do is nothing ever changes. It's the guy, well, I was talking about the guy who went to Washington. They had a big rally 10 years ago in Washington with 80,000 people. Um. Uh, he was in Fox News for the longest time. I forgot his name. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Yeah. It's, anyway, so, and, and I told my friends and family, you know, they, they're like, oh, man, they're going to go have a rally, 80,000 people. I'm like, nothing's going to change. All, it's, all they're having this rally for is to make you feel better. This is why people mm-hmm. need to wake up. It's to make you feel better. So that you don't go do anything because you are the only people who are going to change anything. They're never going to change anything. They're just going to keep making it worse. But they want you to feel good. So Joe Rogan is going to keep telling the truth to the same people that diffuses them emotionally so they will go do nothing. 
And, and mm-hmm. so the yeah. whole thing I was going to say about BBC, this is kind of along the same lines. I, I did a long interview. I told them about the, the tests we've done, about smelling and tasting it, about the jet composition of jet of trails, the history of high-bypass turbofan engines, about scientists who've come out and told the truth. I told them about atmosphere testing, about water testing, dust testing, the anomalies, uh, uh, whistleblowers who've come out, scientific studies that have come out and been published that show all the stuff that's going on, that show uh, that, that the, the whole program, how it's working, the whistleblowers have come out. You know what he said in, in, in his article? In BB, uh, I have a copy of the BBC, uh, BBC article that this guy wrote. He mentioned me, and he said, I'm typical of the car- uh, paranoid conspirator- uh, conspiracy theorists um, mm. that believe in chemtrails. <laughs> he didn't mention the test. Oh. He didn't mention the whistleblowers. He didn't mention the technology or the information about high bypass or the history or anything. I went through so many things based in science and observation Nothing. The article didn't mention any of it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? BBC yeah. is the same thing as all the news agencies. You don't get all the news agencies are completely owned, bought, and paid for and corrupt to the core. You're not going to get news yeah. from there, and you're not going to get news from the talking heads, especially Joe. You know, sure, Joe Rogan will tell a lot of truth, but nothing will change. Nothing is going to change. And, and I just challenge people, go look at his 10-year-old, 10 years ago when he bashed chemtrails. He destroyed the chemtrail movement with his big show that he did, right? And so how many people have died, suffered, how much contamination of the world has taken place because Joe Rogan did something so evil and so destructive, but now everybody, all the truthers are going, hey, look, you know, he's telling the truth. He's distracting you and not, he's, and not mentioning the big pivotal issues or when he does – it's already information that's out there, so there's no damage being done to the globalists. They're just they're just keeping your attention and controlling the conversation. Don't let them mm-hmm. control the conversation anymore. And I know that's hard for people to grasp, but that's literally how they do it. They're very, very bold. They're very in their face, and they know people's behavior patterns better than people know themselves. And that's why they keep mm-hmm. winning is because people don't understand the psychology that's being played upon them. They don't get yep. how the game works, and so they keep losing ground. That's why we're losing ground. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because you've got to be humble enough to say, I was fooled, I was wrong, I didn't yep. know, I believed a lie. That's okay. Admit it. Confess it. That's what a grown-up does. That's okay. But yep. come over to the side of actually learning what's really going on and understanding who these people are who are pretending to tell you the truth, whether it's the news or whether it's some of these high-level people uh, like Joe Rogan, um, and, and, I, and, and, and watch the outcome. What is the fruit that actually comes from, from it? Does anything ever really change? No, it won't. It won't. It's only going to yeah. be the that's people, like, and as long like as these talking heads. That's, yeah, What's and that's that? like people that listen to um, like the X-22 report. You know, I used to be hooked on that for a long time before I knew any better, and you know, it's just the same thing over and over and over and over. Trump is this, Trump knows, Trump exactly. that, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's the like, most please. dangerous, yeah. what does Sun Tzu say about war? The most dangerous thing that can destroy your enemy is what? False hope. False yeah. hope wins wars. That's what this is for. And, I, and when we had our 
group. We have 192,600 people in our group, Global Skywatch, on Facebook. We had people on there saying, oh, Q Anonymous was saying, uh, Q, you know, Q was saying um, that uh, Trump is in office and now chemtrails are not being sprayed as much. No, chemtrails are still being sprayed just as much. They're spraying some places at higher altitudes using short trails, and they've already been introducing that technology. So immediately I called them out and said, no, this is not really happening, you know, because Mm -hmm. Q was saying that that he shut down the the chemtrail program in the short trails that you're now seeing, because we were already starting to see short trails in a lot of areas, not every area, but in, in a lot of areas now, they're probably more popular than long trails are because they're implementing new technology to do that. And I said, no, 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 that's not what's happening. They're just implementing short trails. And Q was saying, oh, no, those are the contrails, you know, the, the long persistent trails are chemtrails. Uh, Trump shut that program down. Absolutely uh-huh, not. Right. Absolutely no, not. No, he didn't. That, then, I mean, don't forget that he was the one that installed 5G early on in the lockdown, too. And then they were all saying, oh, he put these little boxes so that it could negate all the bad health effects from it. Oh, stop. Stop. And what about Operation you know, Warp Speed, too? Operation yeah, Warp Speed. Operation Warp Oh, but Trump had to do that. Otherwise, you know, he would have been blamed for killing millions of people. Well, guess what? <laughs> it worked. So anyway, Trump. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I've been, I've been on a roll no, here. No, I'm. No, I'm good. I'm glad you did most of the talking. I'm tired tonight. But, well, I'm happy uh, to. Yeah. I could go on. I could go on. But go, yeah, yeah. I, I just go on for hours. Need... But proof negative got to come on in about two minutes. So he's. But I want to wrap something <laughs> okay. up real quick before he's got to come on in two minutes. But I want to say something about the iridescent. Uh, the light bulbs and how they changed it around. And I saw this little video, and I guess the incandescent light bulbs promote relaxation, they heal tissues, and they do not cause blindness, where now the LED lights cause anxiety and restlessness. They're linked to blindness, and the flickering of the LED can cause uh, headaches. And I can stand for that, having a vestibular disorder and people in my vestibular group, they talk about all the time how the LED lights bother the snot out of them. So interesting stuff. Why they may want to get why they wanted to get rid of those? Because obviously you can't buy them anymore. You can't buy them anymore now. It's, everything is LED. Dead. Yeah, and for a while they were pushing the CFL bulbs, which if you break one in your house, your house is contaminated with mercury even after you do an EPA approved cleanup. You are breathing mercury uh-huh. vapor in concentrated form. This is a study that came out of the state of Maine, which I have a copy of. It's wonderful. They did a great job. The state actually did something great. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, very bad idea to make to, to, oh, my gosh, the craziness. And I just, I hate seeing people yes. fall for this. You know, people know. just keep suffering because they just don't know what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we got to wrap the show up. So all of our podcasts can be heard on Freedomizer Radio, Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate all the people that were on the switchboard. There literally were like 20 people on the switchboard listening in, but nobody raised their hands, so I guess they're just calling and listening in. So um, Freedomizer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple, and iHeart. You can hear all of our shows. 
And um, so we've got, you know, we don't have any guests this month. I wasn't able to book any. Well, I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't really looking. So if you guys want to be a guest on the show or have an organization that does, contact the page on Facebook um, or go to Freedomizer Radio and send us an email. So um, we got, I can't believe that it's almost the end of this year. It's unbelievable. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. This year, oh, yeah, yeah, this year, 2024 is going to be. Well, things are already looking up. Yep. So anyway, and now we got hit with um, got hit with biologics, and you're gonna you're gonna see more of that coming on soon. So brace yourselves, friends. Brace yourselves. Oh, good. Mercury retrograde biologics and the holidays. Woo. Woo. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be good to each other. Have a good week. Russ, you know I'll be talking to you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Great spending time with you. I hope we see you next week, same time. Good night, all. Good night.